Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And my new colleague, Sheila, is with me today. Sheila, say hello. Hi, everyone. And thank you, Dr. Paul, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thrilled that you're here. This is Sheila Sutherland, folks. She is a mastery coach, specifically with with relationships and something that I like to call living life on purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we connected, right, Sheila? Exactly. I think we kind of have a similar message in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you're also a fellow podcaster. Yes. So you're putting out the word through this same kind of a format. And uh, I, I would just invite you at the beginning here, Sheila, share a little bit with our listeners about who you are, where you're coming from, uh, so they get a, a little bit of a feel for Sheila Sutherland. Sure. Well, wow, it's, kind of it's a big place to start because it's like, how far back do you want me to go? So, uh-huh. But for me, I, I was always the person that was the very high achiever. I always felt like I was the one in search for something more, like whether Mm. you wanted to call it success or whatever it was, I was always had this drive, even from a young age. Mm -hmm. And I just found that, you know, the the more I would drive, the more I would succeed, the more I would achieve my goals. It wasn't enough. Like I had to go for the, well, what's the next one? What's the next one? And it felt like I never got there wherever there is. Uh, right. You know, cause I was, oh, you know, and I just, I was like, well, why can't I find this? Why am I chasing this? And it's like, why do I see other people get this? And I don't, and I could never understand it. And I was in my, my search to, you know, essentially be happy. I was becoming increasingly unhappy and angry mm-hmm. and going through a depression and, it just, everything felt hard. And I was like, why, why is this happening? I'm a good person. I'm trying to do good things. Why is it not happening for me? Right. You know, and it, it makes it hard. Cause I think I'm not the only person that, that feels that way. You know, they, they, they work so hard. They put stuff go, out there. They, they be a good person, but yet it feels like life just keeps kicking them down. Right. And if it just got to a point where you know, hindsight being the wonderful thing that it is, mm-hmm. I was receiving all these kind of messages along the way that I needed to stop, look, reevaluate. Mm. But I kept going, oh, you know, this is just the cards I've been dealt. I just have to do, the, you know, make the best of it that I can and kept soldiering on. And then finally, whether you, whatever, however you want to frame it or put it, you know, call it, the universe gave, got to a point where it didn't give me an opportunity to have choice anymore. And my whole world was brought to a complete stop. And I had no other choice but to listen. Hmm. And that became the, the catalyst of the new journey that I'm on now. I'm getting this picture, Sheila, of almost a 
frantic, trying to force things to be the way that they mm-hmm. should be. Yes. Right? That word should probably triggers you. Oh my gosh, yes, because I call myself now the should disturber. Uh, I saw because, that on your yeah, website. Yeah, because it's just a word. As soon as I hear it now, it's like literally I'm like, oh, we got to do something Ooh. about that. <laughs> right. Well, it was because I always felt like I was living up to some expectation. I don't know whose. I don't know who where it came from. It was just like I had to keep living up to something that mm-hmm. I was never meeting. And then just the toll that that would take, you know, on my, <clears throat> excuse me, my self-esteem, my confidence, my, my sense of worth, like it, whenever I could never get wherever there was to achieve whatever it was I was trying to go after, that would always take a hit. And I would always then kind of essentially beat myself up for not being better or not being able to do that. So it became this nasty cycle that I just kept putting myself through. And then finally, I just, why? Why am I doing this to myself? Mm -hmm. And I had to finally stop and answer, try to answer that question. And I think that's, that's an ongoing question. I don't know if I'll ever find the actual true answer, you know, or if there actually is one, because it's many different things. It's Mm -hmm. a culmination of a lot of different things that, to me anyways, creates that. Right. So rather than trying to force things or frantically push them in a direction that you thought they should go, it it sounds like you came to some kind of a realization that, oh, wait a minute, that's not my job. Yeah. I call it my cosmic kick in the ass is what I got. And the only way I can put a description on it, it was like, it, it was like literally one morning I woke up and it was like a switch got flipped in me. And I just, you know, saw things differently. I looked at things differently and I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. This is not working for me. There has to be another way. Right. And then I started asking the questions of where do I look? Mm-hmm. And then it was, it's kind of like, you know, they have the, the proverbial saying of when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. And literally it seemed like overnight, all of a sudden I'm getting these emails. I'm getting my social media newsfeed was filled with all of these webinars and courses and motivational videos. And I'm like, why have I not seen these before? Mm -hmm. I had no idea that this whole industry of personal development even existed at that point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was like the, the, the big, ah, kind of moment, (laughs) you know, the big light bulb finally went on over my head. And I was like, all right, I know what I need to do. And I just need to delve into that and and see where it takes me. And for me to say that, it was it was a, a big thing because I was always the person, I needed to see the whole staircase before I even started. Mm-hmm. So for me to start down a path where I had no idea where I was going, what it was going to look like, that in itself was a big step. A, a courageous step, I would say. Definitely. And I don't think most of us that do that actually look at it in that light. Hmm. But in it, it is, you know, to to kind of admit to ourselves that, you know what, 
maybe I was wrong. <laughs> maybe how I was doing things isn't the best way. <laughs> maybe there right. is another. <laughs> and it's like, how much does life need to beat us up before we can actually consider that? Exactly. Well? You know, and for me, I <laughs> hate to say it, but I'm a very stubborn person. So life had to give me quite a big wallop before I was willing to stop and take a look. Mm -hmm. I wish for everybody it was that they would do that much sooner before it takes a huge traumatic event to actually get you to wake up. But for some of us, you know, that are hard headed, it takes something big. I love that message, though, Sheila, that it doesn't have to. Mm hmm. With, I, although sadly, many of us will will wait until circumstances in our life reach a, a yeah. breaking point. It doesn't have to. No. And I think if we are observant and and pay attention and and tune into coaches or mentors or others who can say, "Oh, I've been down this path. Let me yes. give you a little heads up to what's down there." Well, exactly. And I think that's part of my biggest message right now is to let people know you do have choice. You know, a lot of times we feel like life just, you know, is happening at us and we just have to roll with the punches and we just have to, like I mentioned before, deal with the cards that were dealt. Mm -hmm. But that puts us into what I would call a victim state. And knowing now that I have choice. I have control in this. I have power to change this. That was the most empowering thing for me. And now that's what I want to get the message out for other people too, is, you know what, if there's something going on in your life that just isn't working for you, you have the power and the control to change that. And I think a lot of people, they don't realize that, I don't know if it's a case that they're waiting for permission of, Oh yeah, I guess I can change it or they just no one's ever told them. Now, you're talking about something that's very very familiar to me mm-hmm. and something we talk about on the show quite a bit. There's a subtle clarification there I think that is probably necessary because okay. you were talking about how how the universe or life or whatever just handed you something that put you in a position where you acknowledge that you don't control Mm-hmm. certain things, certain things, yeah. right? So when you're talking about choice and this goes maybe without saying, but maybe we need to say it, you get to choose certain things and other things you don't. Yes. But yeah. Some I things see. just happen. True. Exactly. Like I didn't choose to have, you know, the traumatic events happen that did. Right. It's not like signed up for it or said, oh, this is what I want. Yeah. You know, like, well, instead of, I'll just, you know, put it out. Like it's, I didn't choose for, to lose my house because of a fire. I didn't start the fire. It wasn't, you know, like I say, it wasn't my own doing, but I did have choice in how I reacted to it. Right. And for me, that's where the choice comes in. You know, like there's outside circumstance, like say life happens. Stuff will always happen. Positive, negative, however we want to label it. Right. Our choice is in how we respond. And that's 
that's the place where we have some power. Yes, well, exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people don't realize they do like it because our default kind of uh, way of going thing is we will always go to the negative, mm. you know, because it's you look at anything, you know, we could be having, a, you know, an absolutely beautiful day or a million beautiful things have happened. But if one negative thing happens, our whole day is ruined. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, for some reason now, you know, you're the psychologist. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more on that. Why we hope we, we seem to put more weight or value. I hate to use the word value in there, but we put more weight well, on negative things than we do positive. Like we will forget the positive things quicker. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. It's easier for us to believe, for example, in a negative prediction. Yes. It may be, Sheila, because we're more familiar with that or we've already experienced it. You know, some people talk about being afraid of failure. Yes. When when really they're probably more afraid of success because they can't wrap their head around it. Well, if we've never seen it, how can we possibly know it? (laughs) Or picture or envision yourself there as if it were already the case. Whereas failure, oh yeah, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, have the t-shirt. Yeah. Well, that's that's easy to imagine. And maybe that's why we default to that. Well, and it's because we, you know, maybe have, you know, we have been, we've had, you know, certain failures and that like we we know what they look like. As much as we don't like them, we're comfortable with them. Right. We know how to respond to those. Uh, you know, we we get all up in arms and all oh, get the, oh, why me? And oh, look at that just happened again, or oh, you know, it's you know, same old person I'm having that relationship with over and over again, yeah. you know, and it, but we don't see that, how that makes us again, a victim of it. Right. And until we see it as a choice, it's not. Yeah. No, exactly. It's just, it's reframing. It's shifting your mindset to, you know, shifting your vision to see it in a different way. So I have a feeling, Sheila, that you've got some practical steps that you might be able to guide us through. And as we come back from this break, let's dive into that, shall we? Shall we, yes. So folks, this is Sheila Sutherland at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Live On Purpose Radio listeners, the fact that you're listening to this show probably means that you're a fan of personal development. Your personal development library should include copies of both of my books, Pathological Positivity and the pocket-sized companion, Portable Positivity. There's a .com for both titles so you can share these books with others. I also have a special offer just for listeners of the show. Go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R for Live On Purpose Radio. I'll send you signed copies of both for a special discounted rate. That's drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R. Welcome back. Having a great conversation today with Sheila Sutherland at Live On Purpose Radio. You know what, Sheila? I was just noticing on your website, 
reignite what? Your purpose. Your purpose. <laughs> that might, you know what? That might be one of the clues as to where we go with all this. I think when you when you get more clear about your purpose, it's easier to figure out all the logistics and mm-hmm. and the specifics of what you're going to do. Can you just address that briefly, at least? What what role does purpose and our understanding of purpose have to do with getting unstuck? Oh, goodness. For me, knowing why you're here, like, why am I on earth this time, at this point in time of life, in this moment, I think is like the the grand question, like everyone always likes to ask, you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And some people like to just go, you know, like to kind of fluff that off thinking, oh, they, you know, that's just one of those silly, you know, philosophical questions. Well, I don't need to know that. But for me, that became the root of m- me being happy, knowing that there's more than, I'm not just here just to take up space. Right. You know, there, there is a reason why, you know, this certain genetic material came together and made this specific combination to put me here in this moment, in this time to talk to with you. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that had to happen in life to actually make this moment come true. Right. And... So what's driving that? And for me, it was, I really started looking at my life going, what is the pattern? You know, because I went through many different careers. I was one that was, I would be in something for a little while, I would get bored, and I have to have another challenge. So, I mean, I went through, let me just think off the top of my head, probably three, four, I think I'm on my fifth maybe career at this point. But when I break all of those down, it's not just a case of, you know, me having like a short attention span or just me just getting bored easy. Right. I started looking, what was the, the kind of like the, the thing that was showing up in every single thing? Yeah. And for me, it became a form of education. Hmm. There is an inner teacher in me in, that has to... I mean, it's just the the passion and the drive to just impart knowledge, to pass something on. I've been somewhere. I've learned this. Let me teach it to you. Mm -hmm. And I just found that through all of the different things that I have done, that that same pattern kept repeating. And I realized that's my purpose. I'm here to spread a word of some sort. Now, what is that word? What is that message? that I want to spread. And it's taken some time to refine that. I still don't know if I'm at that, this is the exact moment of this is what it is and that's what it's always gonna be. I think it's it's a thing that that evolves. Right. But I know that the crux of it all is that, is to educate, it's to learn. I've always thought of being a lifelong learner. And for people to decide for themselves, like what is it that you have seen throughout your life that you, without a shadow of a doubt, gives you joy. 
And have you seen yeah. certain patterns of that? Maybe it looked a little different, but the the underneath foundation of it, is there a pattern that shows up there? You're like, this is what lights me up. This is what makes me truly feel like I'm doing something. I'm adding to society and to life in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's through art. Maybe it's through music. Maybe it's through building something. You know, I don't know. Everyone has that unique gift. Right. Find it. <laughs> you know, go on a search. You know, there was a wonderful yes. program that I did uh, with a friend of mine here locally. And I, it's something that she has done. It's called um, Sacred Gifts. And we go through a two-day process of asking ourselves questions and seeing what feels right for us to actually, and she has this whole quiz that we do, to actually break it down to the point of, this is what your true unique gift that you were given the moment you were born. Mm. And when the and shocking, the first thing that kind of came up in there, like the two top things was between teaching and wisdom for me. And I'm like, all right, I guess no big that's surprise. Well, there you, I'm like, okay, so what I thought was actually what I thought, <laughs> but I needed to have somebody else tell me that because I didn't trust my own knowing. Sheila, I think this is one reason that we engage coaches and mentors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they see it before we do. Exactly. And and I think it's also that we, again, using the word value, but we, we, when someone else can tell something to us, we'll be like, oh yeah, I was kind of thinking that, or I was feeling that, but we don't trust ourselves. I've had that same experience where my, my reaction was, Oh, that's what I hoped it was. Yes, exactly. I kind of heard that in your voice as you were talking about teaching because you've got this passion for it. Look what happens when we get clear about that purpose. Everything else starts to make sense. It makes sense. And it's like thing, they talk about, you know, doors and windows opening up and it does. It's like all of a sudden I call it the veil being lifted from Mm. my eyes. And I was like, why did I not see this before? It was right in front of it me. It was right there. Yes. But I wasn't ready to see it. What about, does this apply also to things like a house fire? Like that fits into your purpose somehow? What do you do with that? With that, how you know, say for, for let's say a good couple years afterwards, you know, I was still even though I was trying to move past it, I was still would look at it as in, in, a, in an angry, traumatic kind of way. Kind of like this is interrupting your purpose somehow. <laughs> yeah, it was like, again, oh, just life knocking me down in some way. But now I look at it with such gratitude that it actually happened. And what? People, I know, right? Like people look at me going, Okay, is there like men with the little white coats waiting for you somewhere? Because it that's it their mind cannot comprehend me being grateful for you know losing my home, losing all of my things. You know, I was living out of two boxes for eight months, you know, waiting being homeless, waiting for my my home to be rebuilt. How can you be grateful for that? Well, and I had to I sorry. I said, that's a great question. It is. And it's just, I had to re- reframe everything and going to go, well, 
this afforded me the time because I ha- because of the the stress of everything, I had to take time off of work. I had to go off on a leave. Mm-hmm. So it gave me time to actually figure out who I was because I was li- I was spending so much of my life living under the labels that got put upon me, you know, like, you know, I was the teacher, I was the daughter, I was, uh, you know, the wife, I was the good friend, I was the whatever, Mm -hmm. that I had no clue who Sheila actually was. Right. And it gave me that time to actually figure that out and experiment and actually get to know me. But I also look at the fire as my catalyst. And, and a lot of times, well, if you look at my website, my logo is a phoenix. So mm-hmm. I look at it as that fire actually allowed me to what I call burn away the, the old me. Mm-hmm. And so the old ashes of me could fall away so a new me could emerge. And for me, like I say, I needed needed something big for that to happen. But had that not happened, I would not be here. I would not be coaching people. I would not be feeling like I have a purpose. I would still be on that hamster wheel, trudging along, being angry at life, being angry at the world. Right. And if I looked, had I stayed there or the person I am now, I am so grateful for who I am now. And that all comes back to that fire. So how can I not be grateful for the fire? That was beautifully said. And it doesn't mean it wasn't painful. It was. Gosh, no. No, it was, that was the, it was the most horrible. Th- like I would not wish that on anybody to go through that process. Right. And you know, to tell somebody in the mo- in that moment, oh, you're going to be grateful for this down the road, they're going to look at you and probably say a few very colorful, not nice things. Like get a black eye. Exactly. But knowing that through time, through working through the, the emotions and everything that happened, you can come out the other side, a stronger, better version of you. That's right. And so it's this, again, I feel some of my, my message is putting out the hope out there. Yes. Just because something bad happens to you does not define how the rest of your life is going to go. If you choose. That's where your choice is. Yes. Like I could have stayed in that dark, depressive state that I initially was when everything happened. Right. Right. But there was something, there was a, you know, what do you call it? There was a drive, there was a, you know, that inner flame, there was the intuition, like you say, whatever word you want to put on it. Something told me, no, this is not who you are. This is not what you're meant to be. You are meant for something more and you need to go out and find it. Again, I could have chose not to listen to it, but I was like, I don't like where this is going. So I think I will take this choice behind door number two, because it literally can't be more painful than what I'm going through right now. (laughs) Which is a painful realization, but liberating too. You know what? It's, I, I always look at as the answers to anything in life are always simple. 
but they're not easy. Implementation of whatever it is, whatever change you want to make in your life is not easy. Change is scary. But when you look at what where it could go, we can change that scary and the anxiety that's around it. We can change it to excitement. It's all in how we want to look at it. And find somebody who can be there as your guide, <laughs> you know, because seriously, yes. we, and this is something I'm really learning and I'm still learning even today. I could tell you a story I went through this morning. Mm. It's easier to go through life with people, with a support system, with, you know, your tribe, whatever, again, whatever name you want to put on it. We don't have to do this alone. That's We're right. not meant to do this alone. Humans are not meant to be loners. And I believe now that, you know, that whole adage of, you know, it takes a village to build a, ch- to, you know, to grow a child. Right. I think it takes a village to grow an adult as well. And I'm now trying to find my village. Yeah. You know, because we don't have to, we don't have to know it all. We don't have to do it all. Let somebody else carry some of the load with you because you know, when you ask, there will be more than enough people that go, yeah, you know what? I will do this for you. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that they're smarter or better or whatever than you are. It is simply that we get to work together and share our gifts to support and lift each other. And that I'm so grateful, Sheila, that you chose to do this because you could have curled up in victim mode in the corner, fetal position, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. At which point I wouldn't even know you. None of my listeners would get a chance to benefit from the wisdom that you've shared with us here today. It's not about you. It, it's about all of these lives that are touched and, and blessed because you get out of your own way and you accept that support from other people. It, it's right. a beautiful compensation. You said the magic words there of getting out of your own way. Right. We are our own biggest roadblock. (laughs) Kind of how you mentioned a few minutes ago of, you know, how and how, how things are supposed to be. We have this idea of how it should be. How do we know? We don't know what we don't know. So we know we're right about what we think. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. That's destructive pride that gets in our way all the time. Yeah. So be open to changing course, changing directions, being flexible, you know, looking at that, the whole idea of, you know, the, the tree, you know, the one that's stiff and doesn't want to move. Well, as soon as that windstorm comes in, it's going to get cracked and fall broken and fall down. But the one that can bend and, and sway and move with it, that's the one that lasts. Right. Which tree do you want to be? Yeah. I mean, honestly, and I mean, and, and again, it's, it's something that it's, it's a daily practice, right? It's not like you're ever going to come to that end and go, okay, I'm now the bendy tree and I, you know, I never have to do anything more. Right. It's a process, not an it's event. It's a process. Yeah. Like it's there, there, I, you know, as much as I would like to say, yes, there's a magic pill I can give you tomorrow in the morning, you know, you take this and it's all going to be better. There ha- it's a process. 
Right. And I think when we go through the process, we actually value it more. Right. You know, if someone, like I say, just handed us something for free and you did it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, tomorrow you'd forget about it. And there'd be something else that would come pop up. Right. You know, bottom line, it already is as it should be. Mm -hmm. And that's a little reinvention, I guess, of the should concept. Um, when When we see that, though, everything starts to make sense. And you can put it into a perspective that actually helps you to move forward. And Sheila, you do this with people. You're a coach. You've got some resources um, let's let's call people back to your website. It's reigniteyourpurpose.com. Did I get yes. that right? Yes. Reigniteyourpurpose.com. Tell our listeners what they might find there or what you're offering. Uh, well, the first thing you'll see on the front page, and it's where what I I consider it the foundation of everything, as because that's kind of something that I had to learn is in the process or yeah, the, well, the process of gratitude. Yeah. So you'll see that I, I did up a, an e, a free ebook for everyone there that I go through. Well, first of all, why do we need gratitude, mm-hmm. and why is it a daily mm-hmm. practice? Mm-hmm. A lot of people go, "Well, I'm a, I'm grateful for things." Yes, we are, but do you want to get better at it? Do you want more things to be grateful for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I go through a little bit of how that's the retraining of the brain to actually not be looking at the negative things in life and being able to shift it to where things to be grateful for. Yes. And then I, I give five different uh, ways that I have used that in my own life. You know, pick one, pick all of them, whichever one feels good for you, but there's five options there and tweak them. However, that they're going to work best for you. Like these are just... These are ways, and this is how I, what I used to always tell my students in the classroom when I was teaching, I will give you one way to get to a certain goal. Mm -hmm. You can think of another way that you can, you know, tweak it and make it a little bit better for you, but we still end up at the same destination. Mm -hmm. Great. Wonderful. You know, there's no one right way to do anything. So I give those five suggestions and maybe that will spark other people's creativity. Like I say, to, to find new and other ways, but it's just, it's learning that the real foundation of happiness is gratitude. Ah, That is a, that is a great starting place. I think you're right on target. Well, and then the one thing I found, because like when you ask anybody, what do they want out of life? Mm -hmm. They're going to say, I want to be happy. Right. But I look at it as the happiness that people are chasing and going after is the emotion. Right. The feeling. Yeah. Happiness as an emotion is fleeting because it depends on external circumstances. Mm. Happiness as a lifestyle is life changing. That's right. And having the foundation of gratitude is part of that lifestyle change that shows you that, you know what, anything can happen. Bad things can happen to you, but I am solid in knowing my level of gratitude and happiness that nothing can take that away from me. External happiness, that can be taken away in a moment's notice. The fire did that. And life will combine to teach you that. Oh, gosh, yes. Might as well learn it sooner than later. Exactly. So it's it's not so much the chasing of happiness, but it's building the lifestyle of happiness. Which is a choice. Yes. 
Sheila, you've created some value here today. Thank you so much. And through your website, people can actually connect with you as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so you say if anyone has, you know, they want to talk about this further, there's, you can always uh, contact me. Everyone always gets a 30 minute complimentary call and we can just talk about things. Wow. And if you get value out of that, we can, you know, make a decision to do whatever. It's a no obligation, but it's just, I love being, I love connecting and talking with people. I I just love this. This lights me up. (laughs) Well, and it shows. Thank you so much for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio today. Oh, thank you. This is, like I say, you have made my day just being here. (laughs) Folks, this is Sheila Sutherland. The website is reigniteyourpurpose.com. She is there. She is on purpose, and she is ready to assist you in reigniting your purpose. Everybody, it's time to go live on purpose. Purpose.